Welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Star Wars The Bad Batch. If a war is coming, it will be their fight as much as ours. Bonsoir, and welcome back to Watch Club. My name is CT0831, but you can call me Hugs. And this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 12, titled Rescue on Ryloth. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series. Kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general. So if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Now before we all lay down our weapons, let me introduce you to our experimental crew of ragtag troopers. First up, he's taller than a Jawa, smaller than a Jabba, and as entertaining as Le Jar Jar. He's CT1231 also known as Idiot. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Every That's, time I'm with the British accent. Yeah, I'm keeping it simple. Every time. I, I don't really do a good French accent, so I, right. I realized that after editing our last, our last episode, one. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't worry. It's the last time, seemingly the last time you'll have to Hopefully. even think about it. Uh, and rounding out our small battalion, we have the dankest, dopest, dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah, CT-1006. But you can call him Joints. Yep, that. Yep, that's what you can call him. <laughs> how are you? Uh, how are you, soldiers, doing this week? All right. Another, yeah. yeah. Bit of a lackluster episode yet again. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. But before we get to those thoughts, and before we all get a lesson from Tech on how to scramble a ship's signature, let's get your high-level thoughts on the episode. Uh, joints. We're gonna start with you this time. Uh, well, like Justin said, another kind of lackluster episode. I will say I liked it more than last week's episode. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe yeah. the Bad Batch's presence really elevated it for me. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Again, I'm I'm tired of Ryloth, so I think that kind of... I'm Ryloth <laughs> fatigue over here, so... Yeah, yeah. You're Ryloth out. Yeah, Ryloth out, yeah. 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 How about yourself, Edit? Uh, I, yeah, lackluster. Um, it's this ongoing theme of of kind of like they're starting something in one episode and then wrapping it up real quick in the next, and it's just, right? it's just, it's becoming repetitive. Like I, I think after last week's episode, I was like, okay, like I can see the future of Bad Batch being, yeah, a little bit, you know, a little bit underplayed, and you know they're still involved, and in it's it's more or less these other stories that are in and around them that they're influencing, and I, and I thought that was really interesting, and um, you know, it, it did set up some stakes, which again gets resolved fairly quickly in this quickly episode. So, and neatly with a bow yeah absolutely yeah i think some of the theories that we had last week were far better than the outcome of what this episode was so i know yeah. we should have written it we should have written it honestly this episode it it wasn't it certainly wasn't the worst episode by far um but it felt very it felt very safe right like it had some cool moments for hera omega and even hauser but overall it wasn't it wasn't as dark or as heavy as we wanted it to be and i think you know, it was another rescue mission, much, you know, very much in the vein of like what I thought the first part of this arc, you know, could have been. And I'm happy it, that wasn't. But I don't know. Last week's episode was such a surprising little delight. And this one just really felt flat for me. And 
It really didn't have any lasting consequences other than other than maybe something laid out for Hauser's character going forward. Maybe. I don't know. We'll get into that later. But for now, let's dive right into this uh, this rescue mission. The episode starts back on Ryloth with Rampart mocking Cham, Gobi, and Eleni, uh, calling Cham the traitor of Ryloth while threatening his daughter and asking for her whereabouts. Rampart orders Hauser to find and, and arrest any Syndulla sympathizers. Hauser tells Rampart he'll find Hera himself, and Rampart informs him that he has another squad working on that and to follow his orders. Then we see Chopper sneaking around as Hera informs him they need to get to the base and send out a transmission fast. Upon receiving that transmission, Omega, of course, is eager to aid her new friend, but Hunter is wary, arguing that they can't put themselves on the line every time someone's in trouble. Why not? Isn't that what soldiers do? Omega asks, which is enough to get Hunter to reluctantly agree to head to Ryloth and hear Hera out. The squad meet up with the future rebel and Chopper at her father's old command post. Hera informs them that Admiral Rampart has not only taken Cham and Eleni captive, but he's also targeting anyone who's loyal to her father. Hunter agrees to scope out the capital, but no guarantees, he adds. Upon reaching the capital, it's clear the Galactic Empire is in the middle of a full-scale military operation, similar to its presence on Raxus, and Senator Ta is seemingly alive? Anyways, Wrecker is ready, to, as ever, to, to fly into the capital, sorry, to, into the capital and rescue Hera's parents, guns blazing. But Hunter puts a damper on the idea after spotting an Imperial probe droid, uh, and then he takes it out with his knife as a super badass, uh, and he, he knows that the Empire will soon be alerted to their presence. Even worse, Omega tells him Crosshair is nearby, which convinces Hunter to abandon the rescue operation altogether. Hera pleads with them not to leave, promising to double their pay. And he says, all the money in the world, sorry, all the money in the galaxy won't matter if we're dead. What you're asking us to do is not worth the risk. So, guys, two questions to get us started here. Number one, why do you think Hunter and Clone Force 99 were so reluctant to take on this mission? And number two, why the heck is Orn Frita not freaking dead? I mean, come on! <laughs> Darcy, come on, start us off here. Uh... I don't. I think Hunter and the, the the Clone Force. I mean, after seeing the the lengths that they had gone to on Raxus without having any like high stakes in it, like being paid or anything. I don't know. They it seems almost too risky for them. Like they don't yeah. know what they're getting into because yeah. they they just showed up because they were dropping weapons off type thing. Like it's it's they're completely dissociated with it. So I can understand their their skepticism about accepting this mission. For sure, it's one thing to drop off weapons and to 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 claim a you know a, a a bounty, if you will, or a cost for those weapons, but it's another thing to like fully go into you know imperial territory to save people that are being held captured. I I think it, I think it has a lot to do, as Darcy's saying, is that they didn't want to draw a target on them. They're trying to lay low. You know, Hunter is very concerned, obviously, about about Omega, and you know, putting a spotlight on them puts a spotlight on her, and I think he's just trying to. To get by and keep the team together uh, in, in in these tough tough times, mm-hmm. I get I get that, but I mean, I don't know. This was I felt like it was it was a little cheap, like to try and do the whole you know showing Omega's true nature of willing to help someone. You know, it's just like her family, and I, I like that. I did, but but it it did seem kind of strange because I don't know Hunter and the Bad Batch. They've taken on missions in this series that, you know, they didn't have to for the greater good, you know, not necessarily for a, a price point or a cost. And it just felt like, like, why all of a sudden were they afraid? Like, 
I get it was to set that up, that whole back and forth between Omega and Hunter and to like remind him of, you know, what's really important in the galaxy or whatever. But it just felt it felt out of character for me. And it took me a little bit out of those moments because I was just like, why wouldn't why don't they want to help? Why don't why don't they want to help? I I don't know. I definitely didn't think that. I I think I I leaned on the on the on the side that there there is a a justifiable reason as to why he doesn't want to get involved and paint a a huge target on them. I mean, maybe it's crosshair. Right, maybe sure. it, the last time they got too close to crosshair, it was pretty bad for them, I guess. Yeah, no, I just, I, I totally think that, uh, like, they're they have their own problems they're trying to deal with right now. So, like, trying to lump another problem on top of that again, a very like risky one where they're going to be out in the open, where they know the the empire is, has a presence there and is is looking closely at this planet. It, it seems like they're sticking out their neck for again. They don't know much going into it. They don't know. Well, again, they think she's just a kid overreacting yeah. to stuff. Like it's, yeah. they even said that. Yeah, that's so, true. Like, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's not like they're getting reliable intel from a, like a known source or something like that. It's just some someone they have passing contact with and a child at that. So it's, I can understand again where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As yeah. for Ornfree Ta, though, like I was pretty disappointed that he's recovering. It just, it felt like such a bold choice for the show to kill him off the way they did or tried to do, and it, I think it just sucks because. Like, Darcy, you had mentioned that it was in a book. It came out in 2015 or whatever, yeah. so that's why he has to stay alive or something. Yeah, so, like, in, in the book, is the Lord, Lords of the Sith, so it's, like, Vader and uh, Palpatine get stuck or stranded on Ryloth, I think. Again, it's been a while since I've read it, and I, I clearly forgot it because I thought Orn Frita was dead as well. But yeah. in that book, his character is... He's immediately terrified of the Empire and his new apprentice, or Emperor and his new apprentice. Like, he knows to instinctively fear them, and I feel like maybe... At before the attempted assassination, he was taking the empire too lightly because hmm. he kind of seems like he seems like that. He's not a very he's a very flaky guy. So I feel like he was just taking him at face value. This is just the Republic with a new name, and then after going through what he's been through now, will really affect his character, and he becomes like terrified of the empire and will do anything they ask just to stay alive. So interesting. Again, thinking back about that book or remembering that book now, I understand. This is to this is putting that fear into him already without even meeting the emperor or Vader at this point. So yeah, it, it I, also uh, though like it, I don't think though the the thing that it doesn't do is it doesn't raise the stakes. No, right? like God it, no. It, yeah. it, it, it it if anything it downplays the stakes right like mm-hmm. you know, we all thought that that shot to the head was gonna take him out and that was like a statement but to know that the intent was to just wound him I guess from a political strategy like you know they are taking out Cham who's has a lot of respect. I think they obviously want someone that they can control in right. power on Ryloth. So it makes sense to keep him around. And also if he, if he becomes aware that the empire was the one that wounded him like that, sends a message to, to him that, you know, he's, you know, expendable. Doesn't it make more sense to keep Cham in power and, and to force Cham to, he's, he's strong to do what though. they, 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 they he, he yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't let them. Yeah. yeah. He, he'd start rebelling immediately. Again, that's what I feel like this whole, this, this two episode arc was just to get him, back to rebelling which again i felt like why wasn't he rebelling in the first place it seems odd for me to take that like to take a two episode route to get to the point where we already know him as it just seems right. odd to me yeah a little out of place mm-hmm. uh, well listen hunter justifies his comments uh omega is not having any of it and she chides him for saying uh that to hera reminding him she's just trying to save her family uh, Omega runs off to come for her, and before they know it, the pair come up with a strategy to attack the Imperial Refinery on the outskirts of the capital, giving them the distraction they need to rescue Hera's parents while the Empire deploys its reinforcements. 
The only complication is the unmanned perimeter cannons at the refinery. But Hera is confident she, Omega, and Chopper can slip in and disable the Imperials' artillery. Upon sneaking into the refinery, Chopper easily blends in with the Imperials' droids uh, and breaks into its operating system. However, he's unable to disable the cannons, which means Omega and Hera will have to take the console offline the old-fashioned way by blowing it up. Uh, While aware of the reckless... Sorry. uh, (laughs) While aware of how reckless they're being, Hera and Omega seize control of an Imperial shuttle, and with a little help from Chopper, they use it to take down the refinery's console. Never one to pass on the opportunity to create some explosions, Wrecker joins in on the fun, blasting the cannons to pieces from the Havoc Marauder. So, really quickly, guys, what did you think of uh, of this action set piece? And what did you think of seeing Hera's first, like, sort of true pilot, you know, true flight? Oh, no, not she's flown before. She just hasn't taken off before. That's her oh, okay. first takeoff. <laughs> and yeah. you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell with the way she was doing yeah. things here. Well, I just got to say, I love Chopper. Seeing Chopper yeah. again do his thing has made me so happy. He, again, the droid is, has such a personality. I feel like he really adds to any little high-stakes mission like this. Just watching him snarkily sneak around in that line of droids is really enjoyable. It's so funny how Chopper, like, it, it, Chopper did the exact same thing that... Um, that the, oh what's what's his name from Rogue One that we're gonna get a whole series of Cassian Andor does at the beginning of Rogue One where he stabs that guy in the back but like this time we're like oh Chopper you're so cute because it's droids and nobody apparently droids lives don't matter uh, <laughs> sure yeah, okay okay yeah, yeah. all right all right yeah. <laughs> but I just love I love that I loved how messy it all was and like when Echo says like yes, your, your dangerous and uncontrolled maneuvering is as confusing to them as it is to us. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely think this set piece, this moment uh, was, you know, with Hera's, well, I, I think it's more of like her first, yeah, I guess her first takeoff. That was the, you could tell that was the big moment in the episode. That mm-hmm. was the best part for me. And like the music swelled up and you see Chop jetting onto the ship uh, and Wrecker laughing while blowing stuff up. Like these are the parts, give us more, give us more of this in our our bad yeah, batch, but, you know, not so much. Yeah, give you know, us give us know. more of it, but I think it's also like make make the things around it also meaningful. Do I right. mean like I just feel like you know if this is the highlight of this episode, but it's not about moving the bigger story forward. Like I don't know, it, 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 there's just I'm waiting for something to happen in these episodes, and every time something does, it's just like this is such a quick resolve, right? Again, right. It, it was great to see Hera actually, you know, setting it up in the in the previous episode that she's never taken off, and then having her take off and seeing how rough that was. You know, this was a nice little moment, but other than that, it was like. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, I mean, seeing Chopper hop in the front little hatch there is, took me right back to Rebels, basically. Because yeah. that's such a, like, such a like, typical maneuver for them to pull with the ghost. So it was kind of cool to see the first sure. instance of that happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also really like Tech's, like the, the showcase of Tech's abilities. Like he is clearly not your average pilot. The way he guns in there and manages to drift an airship around, like yeah. doing oh, donuts cool. in the air. Yeah, he's, cool yeah, yeah. he's pretty cool. He knows what he's doing behind the, the, the flight controls. So it's, I, I, I think that was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Chopper was the Sweet. highlight though. I would, uh, yeah, I would, no, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. This was Chopper's episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, that would be great if they did just another Chopper episode. Anyways, elsewhere, Hunter and Echo break into the capital and free Cham, Eleni, and Gobi from their holding cells. Gobi recognizes the duo as the ones who sold him blasters and explosives, which convinces Cham and Eleni to trust 
the clones. At the same time, Crosshair, having been alerted to Clone Force 99's presence by the probe droid from earlier, deduces that the refinery isn't their target and deploys his troops around the capital, laying a deadly trap. It's a trap for his former teammates. Uh, then clone Captain Hauser alerts Hunter, Echo, and the others to Crosshair's trap. Uh, while the heroes escape in, the sen- in Senator Ta's shuttle from his private tower on the opposite side of the Capitol, Hauser delivers a rousing speech to the troopers who are waiting to attack them, declaring, What the Empire is doing is wrong. A number of them even throw down their weapons in solidarity before Crosshair has them arrested. Uh, so, guys, with seeing Hauser like, fully defect from the Empire and he's just now arrested, could, could this possibly be a spark that maybe brings about, you know, a clone rebellion at some point. What do you guys think? Are we going to get more Hauser is, or is this done? Is he, that's the story. I mean, it'd be, I, it'd be cool to see that, but I, I think one of you, I can't remember which one of you guys brought it up in, in previous episodes, but I feel like Rampart's just going to use this defection or like this, like this conscience that he has as a reason yeah. against the clone troopers. So like, I feel like that's really the route they're going is they're trying to give like the empire as many excuses as possible as to why, they need to phase these guys out, and that's mm. really all I took away from it. So, justifying yeah. the end of the clones and the end of Camino. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I, I would love to get one more fight from him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, oh, totally. I, I do think, like in this moment, if they did want to sort of like, as you said, Justin, add stakes to these moments, to these episodes, mm-hmm. you know, getting Crosshair to actually just shoot him in that yes. moment. What a great exit for that character, as short-lived as his character would have been, would have been more impactful, and instead he's just he's just arrested. And so, like, I get that, like, maybe they will go that route that you're saying, Darcy, or that, you know, that we were talking about last week, but but still, like, I just... I don't trust it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's a great idea. Don't get me wrong. I just don't... Yeah. I don't think that... Like, I don't think we'll... I think we'll see Hauser again, because, like, yeah. you have that, like... You know, as Hunter's leaving and he sees that Hauser's about to open the doors and, and you know, confront what's on the other side, kind of like pauses and looks back at him. And it's like, you know, either he's in his mind thinking, well, maybe not all clones have the same problems as as others. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's maybe that that happening. But, you know, maybe for whatever reason. We'll see him again, and maybe to your point, Nate. Maybe we see him with like some sort of like small battalion of of clones that you know yeah. did work under him that he's been able to like free, and they start yeah. like this sort of rebellion because you know against. And I it. hope, I hope in classic Revenge of the Sith fashion, they all die. I hope, I hope <laughs> it's like a sort of a last battle situation. Give us some of these big moments. I know the show you know, isn't just for adults, right? But, like, still, like, I, I just think it would make so much well, sense. you guys said it last week, Eleni dying at the hands of Crosshair would have been incredible. And I was like, oh, this is totally going to happen. Like, at, at a certain point, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this is going to happen because, yeah. like, it's just such a missed opportunity not to have, like, Crosshair trap them and then there becomes a gunfight. You know what I mean? And he ends up taking out. They get away but lose Eleni in the process. Yeah, yeah that'd, exactly. be a, that'd be a much more like thrilling end as opposed to them just getting away. Like, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, so now yeah, we, it, so now like we have to wait and see how inevitably she does pass. Right. Cause we know we never will we, though. We probably like, again, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get that. They like to star Wars likes to do that thing. They like to do the thing of leaving these spaces open mm-hmm. so that they can come back later and we'll see a Hera series spin off or maybe, whatever. Right. Like, and maybe the intent of these episodes where we're seeing them kind of cross over and touch characters from other 
other animated series is is really just that. So I, I don't know. It's it'll it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out throughout the rest of this this series <laughs> for sure all right let's let's uh let's keep going here now safe much like this episode back in cham's old command post hunter refuses to let eleni and cham pay him uh telling them they'll need the funds for whatever comes next he also tells them about the imperial occupations on other planets but declines when cham invites him to join him eleni and hera in organizing a resistance insisting he needs to look out for his family if a war is coming, it will be their fight as much as ours, Eleni says. Uh, we see then Hera says her goodbyes to Omega, and they fly off. Now, there's one more scene, but I'm going to save it for our prediction segment. So instead, what did you guys think of these final moments, and do you think we'll ever get to see Omega and Hera again side by side, Justin? Well, I do hope so. I hope that we do get to see them again, if it's not at right. the end of this season, because we're at what... Uh uh, six episodes left, if I'm not mistaken. No, four episodes. Four episodes. Five, My apologies. Four, yeah. Yeah, four episodes left um, in this season. So I don't think we'll see it now, but if there is a season two, uh, we'll probably see that. Um, this is the opportunity that I was thinking that was missed where, you know, it looks like they're getting away. It looks like, you know, they're about to, to leave and, you know, they could have they could have ha- ended with just a final gun battle and, you know, Crosshair gets his mark and, you know, tries to take out Cham but ends up taking out his wife and and I think that could have been really setting the stakes and and again showing how while the bad batch uh you know they 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 can do good maybe they're a bit of a curse at the same time involving them right um to a yeah. certain degree so I, I don't know I, I mean I, 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 I like, I'm trying to build it to be something more than it no, actually I know is, I know so. Justin you're trying to I know <laughs> I'm like yeah, Nate, I, I like I, it's like this opportunity of story I here just, that is just missed right, right. I want it to be a bit better, obviously, because we love Star Wars. We want it to be the best that it possibly can be. And I I do think, like, it did make more sense in my mind that Hunter wouldn't accept the payment at the end of end the episode because mm-hmm. he really is in it for the greater good. But, like, I just don't know why he needed Omega to remind him of that at the beginning of the episode. It just... It, 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 this is again where it reminded me that it sort of just took me out of the the moment a little bit right. because I was just They're like going against character traits and then a suddenly bit. reverting back and I I, I yeah. totally I totally get what you're saying felt a little cheap yeah it's just it it, it was too quick for what for too what quick. sort of a lesson to be learned here other than right. the lesson that he might have already had learned or that we had thought yeah. he had learned so and and also pointing out that Omega doesn't really understand what soldiers are I think she's confusing them with heroes like soldiers fight wars <laughs> heroes save people I mean yeah yes maybe the wars help people but heroes are the ones who do the saving so I, that's that was something I noticed earlier on and I'm just kind of like huh okay maybe that's a weird interpretation of soldier but whatever moving on mm, I would love to see them sort of define that almost like that sounds literally what you just said Darcy sounds like a crosshair line. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, totally. like Crosshair and Omega episode in one episode where they have to talk to each other again, mm-hmm. and he literally says that exact same thing. Like, come on. Anyways, um, wrapping up on the plot on this one, uh, I want to know what are your overall thoughts and your final score for this episode? Which for this episode, we'll be rating it on a scale of one to five, traitors to the Empire. Uh, Darcy, we'll start with you. Uh, like I said, it was, I I liked it more than last week. I think again, a lot of that came from the characters. Uh, the story was very lacking, but I did like the characters we saw: Chopper, Hauser, and again Hera to a certain extent. Seeing where she started was pretty cool. But yeah, the the, fo- the 
failing to like really follow through on a story properly and give it like the length and, and like stewing time that some of this yes. stuff kind of deserves mm-hmm. kind of it, it kind of disappoints me a bit so yeah. yeah better than last week so i'll probably go give it you know a 2.8 out of uh five uh, wow. traitors to the empire like yeah. it's again i was i thought it was very lacking i ride off ride off fatigue over here that just yeah that, yeah, that yeah. sums up my my feelings totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, Justin, how about yourself? Well, yeah, again, just reiterating what I've already said, lackluster episode, setting up stories in previous episodes and and quickly resolving them and closing them out. Um, The stakes sometimes seem to be raised, but then they're lowered again. Um, It's just this constant back and forth with some of these episodes where it's like, oh, this is Star Wars, but now it's a kid's show. Oh, it's Star Wars, but now it's a kid's show. Like, there's just yeah. this constant sort of need to resolve. Uh, that being said, the action scene uh, in the middle of this episode was was good. I, I like that sort of choreography. It was fun um, that they did. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think I'd give this episode a, a 2.5 out of 5 traitors to the Empire uh, because, yeah, yeah it, this thing definitely was a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because Justin, like it's, you know, we talk in our Marvel watch clubs, how some people uh, don't really for the Marvel um, series on Disney Plus. There's some people that don't like the fact that it's like a whole season to get, you know, answers. two answers to yeah. questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And then for this, we're talking about how, like, why are they answering the questions so quickly? Like it's too short almost. Right. And so we've seen this balance before. We've seen the balance in in Star Wars before we have gotten it and I don't know ultimately for for me this episode was fine and it it had great moments like Hera and Omega working together and Hauser sacrificing himself for the greater good and Chopper but, I gotta say and Chopper, Chopper yes. right Love giving it up for yeah. Chopper yeah. Uh, but last week I applauded the series for taking those bold moves and elevating Justin what we're talking about what a kid's show could be and this week it just kind of reverted back to being a kid's show yeah. and, and I get it it is a kid's show but so far no one integral to the Star Wars universe has really died I know we've got one of the Kaminoans unfortunately was killed but like other than that you know the, everyone's fine Orn Frita is gonna be fine Hera's mom is fine for now um, so if you know if this was just a mission to explore Hera's character and to see her parents at the start of their rebellion against the Empire, then cool. But I didn't get the feeling that we, you know, we were going to see more from them anytime soon. I don't think we're going to see them again within this season. Again, unless there's another season and there's a future arc for these characters in another season of Bad Batch or another animated show, which it's Star Wars. There probably will be at some point. But I just felt like this episode really missed some opportunities to show some really big moments for Hera, for her character, and for Ryloth. And I think this arc could have benefited from potentially being three episodes instead of just two. So overall, even though I, I enjoyed it, you know, it's a Friday morning Star Wars cartoon. You have your, I had some wonderful sugary cereal with it, Lucky Charms. Um, I'm going <laughs> to give this episode three traitors to the Empire out of five. Hmm. Um, but guys, at the end of most watch clubs, we do like to speculate what we think is going to happen next. And this week's, uh, you know, the episode concludes back at the destroyed refinery with Crosshair requesting permission to hunt Clone Force 99. Uh, and, uh, Rampart responds by saying, granted. Uh, so with Crosshair now making a beeline for his Bad Batch brothers, I have to ask you, my Bad Batch brothers, what's gonna happen, Batch? Justin, we'll start with yourself. I guess this is the snowball now. Like, if this is the last Hopefully. four episodes, <laughs> and like 
this is what we got, then, you know, maybe this is what it is. Honestly, I got to say, I don't know where they're going with this anymore, right? Like, I don't know if, if this show is really does lend itself to necessarily having theories because all these theories that we have, well, it gets us excited, like fans and geeks, we, we get excited from these ideas and, and the potential. They're resolving things very quickly. And as as you said, Darcy, like they're not allowing time for the story to kind of evolve and, and for us to, for it to yeah. kind of soak in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, here's the stakes and then here's it resolved. It's it, it just this constant toss up. So it might sound like I'm a little frustrated, which I am, because to your point, Nate, I, I expect more from Star Wars. I expect it, it, this is possible with things like The Mandalorian. Do I mean right. like I don't understand why there needs to be a, a sort of readjustment because it's an animated show. It's just how that production is is built, but your storytelling can still be very central to like a bigger story. And I think we got a lot of that at the beginning and now it just seems like we're we're in random territory. You know what I mean? Like right. if if all we're supposed to see is how the bad batch have now touched previous characters' lives that we just never knew about, is that all this series is going to be? Right. Yeah, just when you're talking about how we've seen so many characters you've interacted with, I feel like that's one of the show's setbacks. Is you can't raise mm-hmm. the stakes when we've seen these characters' futures already. If right. you're introducing characters that, are, that we know survive and go on to have a big presence, the stakes aren't going to get that high because it's not a character we've grown to love over the course of an episode. It's someone we already love and know. So it's just it makes no sense to just bring these characters back for stake-raising missions that don't really happen. For sure, but like I... Can we not raise the stakes to show huge impactful yes. moments that change their characters or add to their characters? Like, we should for instance, be. I don't think Orn Frita is the greatest character, but like you even just bringing up Darcy, like how oh maybe this changes how he he you know he is fundamentally in, in terms of him being afraid of the Empire going forward. I'm like, okay, cool, like that sort of makes up for it. So like, but why didn't we get that for Hera? Why didn't we get that for Ryla? Yeah, and and why didn't we see like I, I think this is a total missed opportunity for for a like think of think of everything that was involved in this episode in that you know omega wanted to help hera and right the 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 bad badge or hunter was reluctant but he said okay fine we'll do it and if it if at the end of this they lose eleni this would have raised stakes for them they would have you know omega would have felt bad right i I think you know even to see that sort of how she would have felt after something like that hunter would have been like you know i shouldn't have second guessed ourselves this wasn't a good idea right like they would have felt responsible for the fact that you know maybe they were the targets from crosshair but she fell in line with that and creating you know again i i get not killing the relationship between omega and uh and and hera but like drawing a line is like Hera says like well you're kind of responsible for for why that happened and maybe that's a revelation that would have happened later again I am geeking out with the idea of the potential of where this story could be it's not gonna happen it's it's not gonna happen but it it, it, right. it, it was such an opportunity and you know that probably would have worked better in a live action capacity like if it was like something mm. with the Mandalorian you know in that sort mm. of world who knows I, I mean, at the top of the prediction, Justin, you said you're confused and you don't really know where it's going. And I feel like the end of the scene, like, Crosshair's, the look on Crosshair's face was not anger or determination. He was confused. Like, yeah. I, I have no idea where he stands anymore. Like, he wants to hunt them down, but gets the go-ahead, and now he's confused about it? Like, it's, what, what I, like, I, get, I don't get it. I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> I think these, honestly, just, these last five episodes should really just focus 
or four episodes. I don't know how many episodes we have left. Four. On a nice arc, right? Focused on the Bad Batch, Omega, and Crosshair. Mm-hmm. Ryloth is all cleared up, neat and tidy. And, and I think as much as I and the rest of the internet would love to see Hauser again, just focus on on the mysteries that you've opened up at the beginning of the season. Just, just focus on the a, Bad Batch us, and their problems. Give us a, yeah, give us a few answers and, 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 and we'll go from there. And again... This honestly, a lot of this really does depend on if we get another season of this show, um, but we'll have to wait and yeah, see for I, that. I, I'm wondering if if this season is a bit heavy in that. To your point, Nate, it just doesn't seem to have a focus, right? Like if right. this was like let's say eight episodes and it was just about the Bad Batch, and then we get into a, a, a greenlit season two, and that's when we start to see how they've interacted with other characters and, and stuff like that. Sure, it could have been a bit of a different approach, but it feels like with sixteen episodes, they're doing a mishmash of both, right? Yeah, and with with really no focus because it, mm. it feels like things are. To, as we've described, resolving themselves fairly quickly, like the episode with the inhibitor chip and all yeah. that build up to just, you know, in a half hour, let's resolve this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, that is it for the 12th episode of our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the Watch Club maybe more than you enjoyed the episode of, of Bad Batch itself. Uh, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, listen, you don't have to call those soldiers your uncle made you talk to that one time to save your parents from jail while learning how to pilot a potentially deceased senator's private ship only to blow stuff up and then say goodbye to your new friend. Instead, Justin... Can you let the lovely batches know where they can write into the show? Well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Please reach out. Let us know. Are we crazy? Are we crazy to think that this episode was horrible? Or am I nuts to think that this season should be something more? I would love to know if someone out there... Yeah, maybe we're too critical. Maybe we are too critical. Maybe we just need to... Someone needs to, you know... Put us into check. Reel us back. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Let us know. Uh, Keep in mind, we just wrapped our other watch club for Marvel's Loki finale. And boy, oh boy, do we ever go deep into all the multiverse theories. So definitely go check that out. Uh, We also have... We also have, well, I mean, not really. I mean, <laughs> we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest content released on Disney Plus uh, out now, including our spoiler filled review for Marvel's Black Widow and our review for Disney's latest docuseries, Behind the Attraction. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, we had a, a really good time with that series. Um, so go give those a listen and a five star review. Justin Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say, good soldiers, followers.